this was just recently posted on the platform uh, in one of the groups I'm running that uh, a couple, they had a getaway just for four days. And so he, he posted, had a great getaway for four days, came home last night, which was Sunday night. And then she, my wife came down with a cold. Well, today I went into work and then I received this hostile text about me not having turned on the dishwasher. And then mm. another guy chimed in right away. Excellent summary of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great weekend. Abrupt end with someone getting sick. And then here we are. Come back to life. And it's like the whole weekend is just on the dismissed completely. Yeah. Yeah. Reality. <laughs> and this reality is bites sometimes. Just, this is non-gender specific. <laughs> this happens both ways. It does. Absolutely. It does. <laughs> Well, this is Passionately Married. Uh, for the last week, this is Passionately Married. Uh, if you're listening to these shows in order or live as they're rolling out, uh, because next week uh, we switch back to the old of Sexy Marriage Radio. I'm excited to get back to that. So new theme song, uh, intro music, uh, back to a focus of a whole lot more sex-centric as our foray on board into life mm -hmm. in the way we've kind of done this for a long, long time now. Uh, and, and in honor of that, as we start off uh, today's episode, um, what we're doing and to honor going back to SMR, mm -hmm. uh, if you want to join, what I've come up with as I'm thinking this through is those anybody that's new to what we do in the show and all the stuff that we have available, there's, there's basically like four levels that I think of with this. So the, level one is the articles and the episodes that we have that come out. Like I write and post things not as regularly as I used to when we started this whole thing 13, 15 years ago when I started yeah. blogging, Yeah. but there's still articles that come out. Uh, so that's all free and available uh, at, at the websites. Mm -hmm. And then the second is also free, which is the platform, which is my.passionatelymarried.net. As of next week, it'll be my.smr.fm is where you'll find it. Uh, but that's just the nation where you get to join into a deeper conversations and support. And then there's a level that's extended content and the academy levels. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth level is when you work with me coaching or counseling, um, there's mastermind groups, there's events like a getaway we have coming up in mm -hmm. 2024, uh, speaking, bringing me into the different venues, avenues, retreats, mm -hmm mom's groups, whatever it is that you got going on, being able to have more in direct in-person interaction. And so as you think of all of these levels, specifically the academy and the extended content level, in honor of this transition from now until the end of 2023, so December 31st, your birthday, by the way. My birthday, Happy yes. birthday. Yes. Uh, at the end of that day, uh, if you use the coupon code back to SMR altogether, no spaces. Back to SMR. Okay. You get the first month free on a monthly level of extended academy or masterclass. Very cool. So back to SMR as your discount code at checkout and you get the first month free as we celebrate heading back to SMR uh, starting next week. December 6th is when the first episode will roll out under the old umbrella again. Great idea. And since we've also teed this up, the getaway is going on and we'll start pushing it now. Uh, usually December, January is when we start really ramping up, trying to let people know, come join us in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, June 13th through 15th in 2024. So registration's available. Um, you, can, you can sign up now, save your spot 
And surprise your spouse with a getaway, you know? What a great that gift. That could be a fun Christmas. Christmas. Say, hey, I, I want to invest in our marriage. Let's get away and go. Mm-hmm. And so come join us. Uh, you can find all the details on the website. And we really want to see you there. It's a fantastic three days. If you stay over the extra fourth, you get to mm-hmm. spend it as you please. Uh, but come hang with us. It's a whole lot of fun. And so coming up today on today's episode of the, the regular version of Passionately Married is a revisit of an episode we did where we answered a couple of questions. And one was um, a husband and wife, she, she had called in about husband had struggled with pornography usage and it, would, and it had reared its head again. And so she was like, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. How do we navigate mm-hmm. this? What's the struggle about? What's the temptation? And we just started unpacking an all too common and familiar path for a lot of couples. Yeah. And just try to help give a little bit of a different lens to look at it. And then the other email that came in, or actually it was a voicemail as well, of uh, varying upbringings where one of the spouses was not at all raised around any kind of conversations surrounding sex. And so now as you transforward and transpose into life, they can't, they don't talk about it. They can't. It's really, really uncomfortable. So what can you do about that? And that's super common too. That's absolutely, I mean, both of those are common. And so we answer both those questions and then on the extended content today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads. You can subscribe at passionatelymarried.net forward slash Academy. We answer and talk about the concept of normal, but Mm -hmm. not in the way you may think about it. Because in reality, is that even the right question to be asking? Hmm. So all that's coming up right after this. Hi, um, my husband and I have been married for 10 and a half years. We have four kids, ages six months to six years old. Um, and after listening to your show for the first time two years ago, my husband and I had an intensely deep conversation about his struggle with porn which we'd already talked about multiple times in our marriage up to that point. But this time we made some huge progress. He was accountable to me for want of another option, and things were really good for the last two years with almost zero struggle. About one month after having our fourth baby, he started an accountability group with some good friends from church, which was great because I didn't have to think about it anymore. But a few weeks ago, I asked him how it was going, and when I learned that he'd been struggling a lot more since the baby came, I've really been having a hard time dealing with it. He hasn't masturbated anything he's seen in a couple years now, but the fact that he's still looking is really hard. I know his struggle was brought on from lack of desire and attention from me due to our baby, but we've still been having sex around twice a week, so it's hard to be okay with him struggling so much again. He hates this about himself, and it's not like he thinks I need to get over it or anything. I can't help but go back to the unhealthy frame of mind that if he really loved me, he'd be able to stop. How do I continue to be a loving and supportive wife through this? I feel like I deserve better and should get to expect more, but I know nobody's perfect, including me, and this is our struggle. Still, do I just have to accept that my husband will look at stuff on and off for the rest of our lives? How long does he get to struggle with this? Do I just need to ignore it, knowing he's at least being accountable to others, and knowing that it should hopefully go back to how it was before our fourth baby? But how do I continue to be willing to have sex with him and smile and kiss him when I know he probably looked at some other woman's breast that day? I think us wives really need some guidance in this area. I'm just so tired of all of this, and I feel pretty lost. So there you go. Thanks for listening and for all you guys do. You really have helped our marriage so much. Thanks. So this is a struggle. 
It is on both sides. It absolutely is. Um, and I want to begin with, uh, first off, thank you for sharing this. Yeah, this is a struggle that's hitting home with a lot of people that are listening It is. Right now. She's not alone in this. He's not alone in this. Um, but I guess to start with is I'm curious about what's the definition of the word struggle? Because... The fact it could be deemed the struggle is I'm still tempted. But is there action that goes along with that or not? And that's, I I don't know. I I have a leaning based on the way she's talking that there's still action going along with it as far as the looking, because that's what she's pointing out. uh, So I'd, I'd take struggle beyond just the pornography temptation. I mean... People struggle with eating the right foods. Maybe they're overweight and there's a struggle there. Anything we have in life, if it's in a, you know, an addiction, it might not necessarily be an addiction, but something that we want to make better within ourselves. Agreed. And self-control is hard. Living up to what we might think is our moral standard is hard mm-hmm. and we disappoint humans disappoint us all the time mm-hmm. other humans mm-hmm. but we disappoint ourselves too mm-hmm. but i want to at least land pam and for a moment on is the fact that there's a temptation i.e struggle still present the problem is that an issue does i don't think temptation equals struggle well i'm not sure that's why i'm that's why i want to at least go down this path for a second based on the caller's wording, because I hear, am I going to have to live with this struggle forever? Is he going to have to have this struggle forever? Because that's usually it comes from a temptation. It comes from a habit. It comes Mm -hmm. from an escape. It comes from something, Mm -hmm. which we just did a show recently on masturbation. Mm -hmm. And those two are tied closely together. Porn is a masturbation industry. But it's looking at it through the lens of, is the fact that, because this is where, if you go on a global, bigger issue scale for most marriages, where you can take the porn out of it and just use um, the differences between us and how they manifest themselves. Um, it, whenever, if I take offense and am, and am tossed to and fro by your thoughts and feelings, I'm going to constantly be tossed to and fro by your thoughts and feelings because they're just going to change and they're going to be fleeting and there's fluidity to it. And that's why I am a big believer when you're talking about married life, I need to focus more of my energy and emphasis on what are your decisions and actions? What are your behaviors? Okay. Right. And so if he continues. Uh, Grant, that's a different way to go. Okay. Which let's go there in just one second. Okay. But because it's, it's at least starting to define what are the actions because that's tangible data. Okay. I'm not going to dispute the fact that they all are born out of a thought and a feeling. Okay. But in some regards, it's trying to give yourself a little more, take a little weight off and start just focusing more on what are the behaviors? What are the decisions and actions? And then what are your decisions and actions? Because she's talking about, am I supposed to just smile and kiss a man when I'm concerned he's been looking at pornography? My answer to that is a flat out no yeah, mine too. Who says just because he is married to you and has said, I do, that that means you have to have sex with him when he is doing things that you've expressly and agreed 
together. I don't want as part of our relationship. Yeah. And while that could seem I'm giving in to, wow, this is going to make the struggle all the more war- hard for you, so be it. Yeah. That's, that's, I, the, that's life on life terms. Well, not, when, you're, when you have one spouse that is going against something, like you said, that you've both agreed is not to where you want your marital relationship to go down. Something mm-hmm. that is straying, it, it, it's not focusing your sexual desires within the relationship. Nothing says that you have to continue to do something that takes all the weight off of your spouse or that right. maybe makes them happy, quote unquote. Right. When you're not there, when you're feeling like you've been betrayed. Right, because there needs to be a congruence and some authenticity on both sides. That's what you're talking about. Right. And so when you go down the route of, okay, I'm really disappointed that that happened, but all right, let's, I'll still have sex with you. You're basically saying, yeah, there's really no price to this. It's no cost. Mm-hmm. And so it's being able to at least start looking at the same line of thinking in my mind as what are your decisions and actions? What are your behaviors? And then let's detour just briefly, Pam, into now what does she do with her thoughts and feelings? Okay. Because this is, this is the tricky part. Because it is so pervasive and it hits and strikes right at insecurities and just it's a huge confidence hit. When you find out your spouse is exploring other things with their eyes. Sure. It makes you feel like you're unworthy or your body isn't what they're interested in. Right. Or your mind's not what they're interested in. You just feel like you just don't live up to what you're supposed to be living up to. But that's also then having to see this better through the lens that's not... I am responsible for, for your actions and choices because it is his struggle. You're just the collateral damage from that struggle. It's not her responsibility because she even has a little bit of that. What if baby four didn't come along and my desire was not hit like it was? This wouldn't be happening. Something else would have come along. Exactly. Whether it's an issue at work or something like that and he's stressed out. And this is, this is de- delineating between cause and ally. Right. I can be an ally in this. I am not the cause of it. Yeah. And so in some regards, trying to separate yourself from this is not about me. This is about him. And being able to then start to look at this through the lens of what's different about this equation of anything he could be looking at elsewhere versus the fact that he is with you. There is only one you. And if you can confidently conduct yourself with that in your mind and in your heart and in your essence, that brings a different level of confidence and pressure to bear, especially if you back it up with, if you want to be with this, it's worth being with, but there's also some earning of it in a sense on the way you carry yourself, on the way you conduct yourself, on the character of you, just like the character of me that I'm trying to call forward. Okay. I'm trying to hash through that in my head. Okay. Um, trying to equate, 
I don't know. I, there's so much pain that goes with that. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be mad. And for a while, I just want to be mad about it. Okay. So be mad. Yeah. For a while, I just want to be mad. And then, then at some point, I've got to say, can't be mad anymore. That's not doing me any good. Now I've just got to st- stand my ground and say, here's the life that I want to live. And here is the wife that I plan to be. Mm-hmm. And here's my expectation. I, I, I think it's, here's my expectation for you. Mm-hmm. And here's the expectation of our well, and sexual in, relationship together. And in some together. regards, what she's talking about, this has already been a an agreed upon thing. It's a collaborative thing. Yeah, and that's got to come back up. Mm-hmm. And right. just like, okay, wait, it's time to shore up the thing you got with the other guys that was helping you. And apparently it's not working. So what's, what needs to be done now? Right. Because she doesn't need to be his accountability partner. No, no spouse should ever be an accountability partner for the other spouse, in my opinion. Did you have something else? I was, I was, I was still watching the wheel spinning. There are wheels spinning in here, but you roll with it. <laughs> okay. I'm tr- it, it, right now, it's not a fluid thought, so everybody out there is going to say, what is she talking about? That's good about? radio. <laughs> 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 now, because to land it with this, it's, it, it really comes down to how do you view and conduct you when you're up against things that are going on that are not in line with an agreed-upon thing relationally, but also an agreed-upon thing with your own integrity and character. When you go against that, you're basically saying your integrity and character doesn't matter. So you got to align better with, I don't need to put on a pretense. I need to face this more cleanly with, this is a problem. This is a concern. This is an issue going on. And it's not that you have to make it up to me, but we got to confront it better. Right. One of the things that I, I find a little, I, I troubling is not the right word, but I guess I just want to address um, in her email. She said, if, if he really loved me, right, he wouldn't do this. And I, and yeah. I find myself not wanting to to defend the gentleman in this one, the 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 dudes out there. But I think I have to a little bit that there can be temptations, there can be downfalls. Um it doesn't mean that the spouse doesn't love you. Right. It's we we are quick to go all or nothing. He's, he's screwing up, and it sounds like he's screwing up on uh, on a regular basis. Um, many times we give in, and that's how Satan works, mm-hmm. right? That he mm-hmm. comes in, he tries to get in the back door, he tries to nail us time and time again, and that's where it really hurts as a spouse. So when it happens multiple times, it's like, man, I thought we got over this, I thought we addressed this. And it comes back again, okay. and it's just so this knife in the heart. Let's end it with this, because it's the, I thought we got over this. It, a, better, a better way to think through this is, I was better with this. You were better with this. Now you're struggling with this more, is what I'm hearing. That's impacting me. Because we got to separate that. It's not a we. It's a me and you. 
And the more I can do that, I can then start to stay in the arena of this is how what your struggle does to me. This is the impact it has on me. Which is where the we comes in. Agreed. It impacts we. But the we, in my mind, and maybe I'm not explaining this cleanly. I hear what you're saying. I like using the word we. (laughs) Because this is marriage here, but okay, stand on your own two feet. That's where you're coming from. That's the whole, that's the main thing is otherwise, what kind of weight do I have if you're not on board? I don't have, I have to have agreement for any kind of things to change rather than, no, I don't. I can make the move and say, this is a concern. You're not living up to your integrity and character. That's what you're, that's what you're reporting to myself too. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't in good conscience and with my own character put on a facade like things are just fine. At least yeah. it's more real. Yeah, it's it's really hard for me to get in bed with you when, it, when I'm thinking you're thinking about someone mm-hmm. else's breasts while you're with me in bed. Right. And so being able to do that changes the way we can at least confront it. So it's, it's a little cleaner. Doesn't solve it yet, but I think that's how solutions start to become appearing. Yeah. Dr. Corey, this is Zachary. I've been listening to your show for quite a bit. Um, I just listened to 399 on the Saying Yes episode, and you were saying about how there's a um, a subtuated yes, as the other gentleman was uh, caveating to the rapist counselor. I'm just curious about something. So my wife was never really raised by her parents, and there was never an assumption, like there was never a conversation of birds and the bees or an assumption yes that aspect because she was predominantly raised by her uh, grandfather who was living by himself. So how does the saying yes, essentially, when that conversation was probably never, ever mentioned as far as a grandfather-granddaughter situation or a conversation or something like that. So how, and then on top of that is how do I adjust my marriage into where the assumption yes can be a broad um, conversation between me and my spouse because the conversations are never there just because she is just used to, you know, uh, uncomfortable talking, to, of course, to her grandfather or something like that as far as sex. Uh, thank you for taking my question. I appreciate it. Well, in some regards, um, whether you're raised by a single grandfather or raised by a single parent or raised by intact parents, cohort, this is still a subject that we get a varying degrees of foundation yeah. <laughs> from, from none to really negative to pretty good. Yeah. I, I mean, I think there there's probably a lot of people listening right now that grew up with, with their mom and dad. And probably had the same experience she had that they didn't, the conversation never came up. Right. And so that makes it more difficult once yeah. you're starting to try to interweave that into the areas of your life and then in turn your areas of your relationship. Right. Right. Because in in some regards, and this, is, this has been a thread throughout the life of Sexy Marriage Radio, but for sure it's been a thread of Sexy Marriage Radio since you've been my host and my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> as far as she's wife long before co-host but hey guys i'm his wife just in case you didn't know (laughs) but it's seeing it as um being able to talk about this subject a lot of times is the way into experiencing more but it's not the only way and it also 
is usually led unilaterally. Usually, I, I'm thinking of this one and thinking, does she have any girlfriends to talk to? Is there an encouragement? Great point. Is Great there question. A, an encouragement of a girlfriend that she would want to talk to, that she would, that would be encouraged? I don't know if you have a, you know, sometimes you've got mutual um, friends where you and mm-hmm. the husband are friend and she yeah. and she and the so it's couple friends, but friends. you're also friends, not yeah. just as couples. You're as individuals. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, put something in your buddy's ear so he can put something in the wife's <laughs> ear so she can put something in her ear. You know, kind of that chain reaction. <laughs> a little circular thing going on. Okay. <laughs> just a thought. No. If that's a possibility. And that's, that's, that's could be great, uh, an, a great avenue to explore and at least start to ask, hey, I'm just curious because it, the the one thing foundation, foundationally speaking for this caller is you've got to understand that regardless of how we got to wherever we are at whatever point in our life, we all, each and every one of us have to eventually take a stand, make a choice or act that is either in line or slightly skewed or completely counter to whatever my foundation was growing up. Mm, yeah. right? Our parents do this, whatever culture we were a part of, we take it all hook, line, and sinker until we finally start to get some dis- discerning thought and differentiated processing and start to decide, what do I truly believe? Not just because those around me believe that, but because I do. Yeah, you start questioning. Right. And so it's, it's being able to have some critical thinking. Mm-hmm about things and ask the questions about things. And so his, every single one of us has to do this. It sounds like he had a little bit of a head start, quote unquote, than she did because of being raised by a single grandfather. Sure. And that would be, I'm assuming, not having grandkids from any of our children, but assuming if I was going to have that conversation with a grandchild, well, that may not be a good good application. This is the man that talks about sex, right? <laughs> we could but, just, Grandpa, can we listen to your show? <laughs> <laughs> right here, kids. <laughs> but but it's just, uh, you could see where, all right, that would be one, no, I'm not going to touch. All right, we're not going to talk about that. But he does this with her. And so he's wondering, how do I lead this conversation? How do I make this happen? Mm-hmm. Well, he's onto it right there. You just lead it. It's just a unilateral, you know what? I listened to this and this is what came up. And this is what we talked about a couple episodes back. I cannot remember the, the name of which number, but it was the idea of you don't expect the conversation. You just drop the knowledge. Yeah. You drop the thought. You drop the intent. You drop the, the message. And it maybe is picked up later or it's maybe not. But typically that nuggets of that land, and that's what starts to create the shift. Mm-hmm. Because universally speaking in relationships, when one of you takes the lead in something, the other person probably isn't going to stand up and applaud. Uh, yeah, if it's something uh, certainly that's been maybe tense or uncomfortable or anxiety causing right. for one or the other. Right. And, it, and it's based on the fact that this is just an uncomfortable subject. Yeah. Because if you think about it, let me look at our, the, our relationship. I look back at some of the different conversations we had about sex early in our marriage and even you know, early meaning the first 10 years, maybe mm-hmm. even the first 15. And I would bring up something and, Hey, why is that? And blah, blah, blah. And your answer would be, I don't know. And it was a legit answer. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily just a pawning me off. It was a, 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a deep thinker. <laughs> not in that arena at that point. I don't analyze my own sure. things. Yeah. But through the process, now it becomes, I don't know, but I'll do some searching and see. Mm-hmm. Let me wrestle with why. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's my uncertainty because now all of a sudden, lo and behold, I'm talking about the subject, but I'm not specifically talking about the subject. Yeah. And that happens by just being willing to approach her as if there's the yes. Not that I need the confirmation that she's given me the yes. How do I shift her to where I'm assuming more positive intent and Mm. a positive response from her? I mean, that's Dr. Glover's work where he says... Well, the wording there was weird. How do I shift her to where I'm expecting a more positive intent? No, I I, I approach her as if I'm already expecting the yes. Okay. I'm expecting... And seeing the, 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 the positive intent. Then okay. I'm going to bring this up and she's going to engage me with it rather than I know this is going to get shot down. All right. So therefore, I don't right. say anything. And then who do I blame? Right. Well, we're both at fault in that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm better off just how do I handle my side better? And if I'm trying to assume a yes from her and I see the chasm that it's taken for her to get to where she even is today... Well, that's a positive. That's a positive, right? There's yeah. there's still progress, there's still movement. So how do I continue to see this as I can still approach this mm-hmm. on my side? And maybe I need to tweak the way I'm viewing it to go more positive too. Hmm. So help me understand something just real quick, Pam. Um on the idea of revisiting some of the old past episodes because mm-hmm. I I go back and listen to them again and I think some of the, some of the people that have been around uh the podcast for a long long time the, the comments I get are, it's great. That was great to hear that again. Cause it's not like we necessarily go seek out that. I don't do that with podcasts. I follow, I don't go back. Oh, I want to find that episode again and go, <laughs> go seek it out. Okay. So I think it's a, 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 a good thing sometimes to have great content brought back forward. Yeah. I, I mean, if you've got good data, always having a reminder, I, I know that I listen to things. I read things in a book or whatever the case may be. And probably the only thing I go back and read again is my Bible, right? I, right. I never go back to a book, even though I loved that book. I'm sure there's people out there that do, but that's not something I do is right. go back and reread a book I've already read. And so having reinforcements mm-hmm. to uh, reminders, uh, it's, it's always good. No, right? I, I, repetition. We say rep, repetition that, that helps is, us we learn are, something. We are sometimes slow on the uptake as creatures. <laughs> and so it's good to get stuff kind of brought back up and, and revisit. Uh, if nothing else, to spark another conversation possibly or another way to look at it or apply it in ways maybe we hadn't thought of before. Or it's a different season and didn't apply to me before, Excellent but now point. it's clear that this is valuable for me today when it was, when it wasn't a month ago. Well, if we left something undone, uh, as always, we want your voice on the show. So let us know 214-702-9565 and leave us a voicemail, add your thoughts, add your questions, comments, um, your Christmas list. What do you want for Christmas? We're all ears. (laughs) (laughs) We want to know (laughs) if it's fun stuff that'd be out there to share on the radio. Uh, on the podcast, that'd be super Absolutely. Fun. And if you like what we got going on here, particularly as we're starting to tra- transition everything again uh, back to SMR, um, spread the word. 
jump on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave a comment, um, and let other people know what's going on here. So however you took a little bit of time out to spend it with us, thank you. And we'll see you back under SMR next week.